Hey y'all, this is the Christ Center Conversations Podcast, and I'm Shelby Stanfill. And I'm Kevin Stanfill. Each week, we come together and discuss the Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ. We hope you enjoy listening to this week's episode. Welcome everybody to episode six of our Book of Mormon podcast. We're excited to be here. Very excited to be talking today about chapter three of First Nephi. And so far, uh, we've followed Lehi and his family away from Jerusalem um, about 17 days journey into the wilderness near the Red Sea. And Nephi has developed a relationship with the Lord. He's, he's decided that he's going to be the Lord's man, just like his father. He's going to follow the example of his father, who's also the prophet. Meanwhile, um, some of his older brethren have decided to not <laughs> necessarily follow the prophet, or at least follow him begrudgingly. All right. Not with real intent. Not with real intent. Okay, but in chapter 3, um, this is the part where, like if we just summarize the chapter, they return to get the, the plates. Um, but we're going to break it down, uh, like a couple verses by a few verses. So in the first few verses, something that stood out to Kevin and I both when we were reading was that... In verse 2, it says, Behold, I have dreamed a dream in which the Lord hath commanded me that thou and thy brethren shall return to Jerusalem. I just want to make a little quick connection back to last week when I talked about dwelling in a tent. Um, I'm pretty sure he got this revelation dwelling in his tent, right? Or dreaming a dream. Um, and dream is a way of revelation. And if you look at the footnote, I believe, it says, well, in dream. What was the footnote? We talked about it earlier. Yeah, and if you see the footnote, it says vision. Hmm, interesting. I can't find it. But those are important. I don't, I think that dreams, they're definitely, they're a way that we can be warned about things to come. They're a way that we can be told things to do or that we need to change. And when you have a dream, I mean, most of the time, the dreams don't really mean anything, but you'll know when a dream means something because it's, it's not your normal dream, right? It's, it's something you feel it in your soul, really, that it's something different. So I've had experiences where I've had warnings. I've had premonitions like, hey, this is, this is going to happen. Um, and, then it, and then it happens and I'm not as taken back by it because I was actually told in a dream. Yeah, one of my, I know, uh, I, I don't necessarily have any favorite general authorities, but one apostle in uh, this dispensation whom I, I really connected with a lot of his counsel and, and wisdom was Elder Richard G. Scott. And he talked a lot about receiving revelation and best practices to receive revelation and 
continue to receive revelation after you've received revelation. Because I can guarantee you that if Lehi had that first vision where he saw a pillar of fire and received the commandment to preach repentance to the people of Jerusalem and he went back and was chilling on his couch <laughs> in the land of his inheritance um, and he didn't do those things, he wouldn't have received any more revelation. He may have received a reprimand, uh, an angel could have come and visited him again, but you know, for most of us who are not called to be prophets, when we receive revelation, we have to act on said revelation, or we may experience a spiritual drought uh, or famine. Yeah, I think the Lord's just really trying to um, see how much He can trust you, right? Yes. Um, so when you receive a dream or you have a dream and you feel that there was something in the dream which meant more than just a wild nighttime fantasy i would encourage you to record it have a have a notepad and paper a notepad and pen um <laughs> nearby uh on your nightstand or your phone if it's nearby and just record those thoughts before you go back to sleep. The the same thing as if you're in a sacrament meeting or in a in a meeting, a church meeting of any, any kind. Um, have a, a pen and paper, and that way, if something comes to your mind, you can put it down, and you can use a little bit of kinetic learning. Uh, Shelby, you had something you wanted to add? Yeah, I was just gonna say that I've had the experience of keeping a pen and a paper by my nightstand and it working because here's what happened I'd wake up I'd write down I'd write it down and then I'd go to sleep and I'd wake up in the morning and I thought oh yeah I forgot that that happened right but it had something to do with the missionary work that we need to do and then I had nights where I'd go to bed and I was too tired to wake up and write what had just happened because it was pretty intricate and then I wake up the next morning and I forgot. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. remember what it was. And I lost out on that revelation. So I think that um, there's there's obviously the gift of dreams. There's a lot of things that we can talk about dreams. And most yeah. of the time, our dreams really don't mean much. They are just dreaming. Uh, you can get into that psychologically. But right. there, are, there are times that you'll know when it's more than a dream, especially when you're seeking revelation constantly. You're going you're gonna to be able to know. And so Lehi in this instance, he he dreamed that dream because he's looking about where they need to go next because they've left Jerusalem and he's like, all right, where am I going? He's in that mode to receive revelation. And so he gets in this dream, uh, now let's bring it back to the verses, <laughs> he is commanded that he needs to go back to Jerusalem and get the record of the Jews, and which is the brass plates or golden plates, however you want to call them, to go back and get them. Um, but it's interesting that Lehi is not the one to go back, but his sons are to go back and get them. Yeah, I think it's really important that the Lord commanded Lehi in a dream that his sons should return to Jerusalem. And, you know, for, for Nephi and for Sam... This is an opportunity for them to exercise their faith 
Um, and well, all of them. Well, okay. Well, I, I, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. What, <laughs> what I mean to say is that how it's perceived, right? When, when the revelation is given or the commandment is given to the sons of what they're supposed to do, that they're supposed to go all 17 days back through this very hostile and, uh, and despairing wilderness right. back to where they just came from and uh, entreat a man who they don't even know about yeah. some plates and a record which they have no right to demand. <laughs> right. So, and, and it goes further, and I'll come back to verse 3 in a minute, but in verse 5, Lehi says, And now behold, thy brothers murmur, speaking to Nephi, saying it is a hard thing which I have required of them. But behold, I have not required it of them, but it is commandment of the Lord. And so this is, you know, Lehi understands that this is an important mission that his sons are being sent on. And they have the opportunity, once again, like we discussed last time, they could pray. They could ask the Lord, is this actually something you want me to do or is my dad crazy? <laughs> and, you know, Nephi's already received the witness, so he doesn't have to go back and pray. Right. And in verse 6, if you go on, it says, Therefore go, my son, and thou shalt be favored of the Lord, because thou hast not murmured. So when we talk about being highly favored of the Lord, or being favored, it's because we're doing what he asked us to do in the first place, right? And we've received that witness, like Kevin just said, that what they're being asked to do is actually the Lord asking them to do it. And so you're not going to murmur. I mean, here's the thing. When... Okay, let's take a parenting example. Whenever kids are told to do something, they always want to know why, right? Well, why? Why? And sometimes parents reply and say, because I'm your, I'm your parent. I'm your mom. I'm your, you know, they just, you know, I get that. I get that parenting technique. But I think it's more important to explain why so that when they go and do it, they understand why they're doing it, not just because I said so. But they have a reason as to why. And so Nephi knew his why. Sam knew his why. And Laban and Lemuel, they didn't know their why. They just murmured. And then they weren't highly favored. I mean, right there in verse 6, that it talks about how you can be highly favored. So if you want to be highly favored of the Lord, go back and listen to verse, or not verse 5, um, uh, episode 5 of this podcast, all about murmuring, and learn and Laman and Lemuel, and don't do what they did. And you'll be highly favored of the Lord. And I, I don't know, it's kind of blunt, but it's the truth. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. Um, if we go back to verse 3, um, it's not that Lehi is giving them some vague commandment. Um, there's always, um, hopefully this is a word, specificity. And uh, I'm pretty sure that's a word. Go look it up, guys. <laughs> the commandments which we receive are never vague. You know, the revelation that we receive should be very poignant, right? Like, 
we should we should know and if we don't understand it completely then that's the time to follow what elder scott said which is you receive some revelation and then you pray and you say heavenly father thank you for that revelation i would like some more please <laughs> and then you go and you write down the next thing that comes to your mind and then you repeat that process you say thank you for what i've received i would like some more and you put that down and now you have a game plan now you have or a full understanding of what you've been asked to do and there aren't big gaping holes um i remember a couple weeks back i i wanted some uh questions answered or i wanted to know what to do concerning something in, uh, in my professional life and so i prayed about it and then later that day uh i told shelby about what revelation i'd received and i kind of made the joke i said I, I hope i didn't miss anything and she said if you had if you had missed something um because this is what i was doing i i prayed and i had a notebook in front of me and i prayed and i asked and then i listened and i wrote down what i felt and at certain times i thought i was i felt like i was receiving so much revelation that i was worried i wasn't getting all of it written down and then when i told that to shelby she said if you had forgotten to write something down the lord would have told you again <laughs> right we 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 often hear sometimes that you know you have to be careful about asking for the same thing twice uh, after having received revelation <laughs> but if it's that you actually forgot what the lord told you which right. may sound incredulous but sometimes it does come at once like that yeah it came all at once and now you're like well what exactly did did i feel impressed to do about this situation but oh i don't want to ask again because maybe heavenly we'll father be would be mad no, no just go back and and say heavenly father could i get a little bit more clarification on what i need to do there because that was early in the morning or I, I was distracted or something like that. He, he will give that extra clarity to you. Yeah, and I just want to testify of that truth that Kevin just said. It's real, that power of writing and listening and writing and listening. I mean, the revelation just flows when you're humble and you're willing to listen and you're willing to write down whatever he says because you may not want to do what he tells you to do but if you write it down that shows your humility you're like okay i know i got to do this and so i know that to be true i've seen it work and i continue to see it to work a lot of times now it's on my phone not necessarily on a pen and a paper like on my mission but i'll have a thought during the day i'll go to my notepad on my phone and i'll write it down and then or if it's prompting, I just do it right then, right? Like text so-and-so, call so-and-so. So it's, I, I, I listened to episode one of this podcast this past week. And one of the things that I said I really wanted to do in this podcast was to relate the scriptures to our lives. And so I really hope that what we're learning here, we can actually apply in our lives. I mean, I hope that we can find our tents, our dwelling places to receive revelation like Lehi did. I hope that we can find those promised lands and seek that revelation continually because this, the scriptures, more and more as we do this podcast, I'm learning, they are literally like a playbook for our life of what we need to do and when we really break it down verse by verse. And I know it may seem like we're going through the scriptures very slowly on this podcast, but I think there's some real 
I mean, I just, I don't know. There's something really real you can get from breaking it down just five verses at a time rather than moving on one chapter a week or multiple chapters in a week because we're doing one chapter a week, sometimes for weeks. So. Yeah, and the other thing is that we're still missing things, right? Like <laughs> yeah. there are people, if if this podcast had a, a more broad audience, there would be people who are blown away. They're like, I can't believe these people didn't catch this thing that I, I've known or I've, <laughs> I, you know, there right. are things that we have caught in our own personal scripture study that we share with somebody and they say, oh, I've never realized that before. Um, and so there are people out there who would be bewildered and like, man, they didn't even talk about verse eight in the second chapter. I can't believe it. You know, so we're still missing things, but we're, but that's, you know, there's, there's, we're not saying we're covering it all. I mean, go correct. find it yourself. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You, you have to read this too. And you have to, you have to think about those things. Um, I, I want to get back to verse, to verse three, yes. actually, because I wanted to ask Shelby a question. Oh, okay. So I'm nervous. in verse three, <laughs> um, Lehi says, that Laban, mm -hmm. a man in Jerusalem, hath the record of the Jews and also a genealogy of my forefathers. Mm -hmm. And they're engraven upon plates of brass. Now, the record of the Jews is referring to the scriptures. That's actually what is being referred to here. This genealogy, um, and when I say the scriptures, I mean Old Testament, Book of Moses, or the books of Moses. Um, now, this genealogy, why would it be important to, number one, the Lord, and then more importantly to Lehi and his family, to possess a genealogy of Lehi's forefathers? Well, the first thought that came to my mind was they had prophesied that Jerusalem was going to be destroyed. So... Obviously, these records are, are sacred. They have names, and they're Lehi's forefathers of his family. And he doesn't want them to be lost in this destruction of Jerusalem, like logistically, right? That's the first thought that came to my mind as to why he would want the plates to be saved, frankly. And then another thought is... When you understand where you came from, it gives you a lot of purpose moving forward. And I think, I mean, we read later on in the chapter, he learned so much about his genealogy that he didn't know. And I think it gave him more fire to keep going, you know, to, all right, they, there's my posterity in the past. And the gospel of Jesus Christ it expands across time, like infinite, right? Like, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it just expands. And <laughs> that's important to have, to understand the perspective of time in eternity and to understand where he came from and where he's going and that he's going to be one of those people written in that book one day and that his posterity down the line is going to see that. Us today, I mean, shoot, that gives me purpose to keep going. I, I agree 100%. I think there's a lot of power that comes through uh, knowing about 
your th those who went before you um, and relating that to how am I going to be perceived by my posterity? What legacy am I going to leave behind? Much, much later in the Book of Mormon, it talks about uh, two men who are named Nephi and Lehi so that they will remember the the covenants which their first fathers, right, their their early uh, ancestors made and kept with the Lord so that they would also be more diligent in keeping covenants that they had made. And, you know, that's, that's very interesting. Um, it makes me, like, wonder, or just a little caveat, um, those who are members, only members, you come into the church and you see these families of generations, right? Of faithful covenant-keeping members. And you can be that Lehi and Nephi in your family, right? Like you can start that new generation of covenant-keeping people because of your example and your faith. So don't ever think that just because you're one person alone, that you're not doing any good, that no one's ever going to do anything because you are. Like, you can be that Lehi and Nephi. No. Uh, I already know my invitation for today, which is uh, whoever's listening to this has to go and listen to Elder Bednar's. Um, it was a YSA devotional in which he talked about becoming a welding link in the chain of your generations. Yeah. And it's, uh, I believe it was back in 2017. Um, and you've just got to go listen to it. it. It's incredible. He talks about an incredible uh, imagery of this, you know, this chain. And he actually talks about, he references President Hinckley. And, I mean, President Hinckley, uh, as someone who joined the church well after his passing. Um, I go back and listen to President Hinckley, and he was just an incredible orator. I mean, he was an incredible man. And um, I don't want to get off on a tangent about that, but just you've got to listen to that talk. And um, so before we wind down, I want us to close and and look at verse 7. Now, verse 7 is a an famous. In, it's a famous incredibly you, you see this on refrigerator doors, you see it in on little wooden blocks. You see it everywhere. Everyone knows this verse. Everyone knows this verse. If you've read the Book of Mormon. If you have read the Book of Mormon and are a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, you know about this verse. Um, I'll read it just so that we can put it out there for the umpteenth time. <laughs> verse 7 says, And it came to pass that I, Nephi, said unto my father, I will go and do the things which the Lord hath commanded. For I know that the Lord giveth no commandments unto the, ch the children of men, save he shall prepare a way for them that they may accomplish the thing which he commanded them. So a very logical, like, reasoning right like and it's based on his faith and he says i'll go and do this 
And although it's kind of a crazy thing that you're asking me to do, it's kind of awkward. I, I, in any other circumstance, I'd probably be like my brothers and I'd kind of be murmuring saying, dad, why are you asking us to do this? But I know that the Lord will prepare a way. He wouldn't give a commandment that I could not accomplish, that I could not obey. And I really want to focus because people, they focus on the obedience part of this verse, which um, recently we had a Area 70 come to our state conference here in Arlington, Texas. He actually spoke at this most recent general conference as well. Elder Iluadad, if I'm pronouncing his name right. And he actually talked about this verse in our state conference. And he said, people think this is the verse about obedience. It's actually not. The verse about obedience is actually in verse 9, where it says that they actually went and did it. Because a lot of people say they're going to do something, but they don't do it. So just saying, I will go and do the things which the Lord has commanded me. I will go to the gym this week. I, <laughs> right? I will go and do my visiting and home teaching or now ministering, right? But then they don't do it. Right. Now, that's a whole different podcast. We'll get into that another time right. about obedience versus trying to look good. But <laughs> hypocrisy. hypocrisy, I guess, is the proper term. But I want to focus on that one line. Save he shall prepare a way for them that they may accomplish the thing which he commandeth them. We're going to see in the next episode that the Lord really prepares a way for Nephi to get these plates. And it's such a crazy turn of events in the story <laughs> yeah. that you're kind of like, you don't, you might not even buy it. Like if you heard the story secondhand or you heard it in a, in a bar, <laughs> Right. I don't know what we're Fine. doing in a bar, but <laughs> drinking milkshakes, <laughs> drinking milkshakes inside joke. So if you heard that story that we're going to talk about in the in the coming episodes and how Nephi gets his hands on these plates, you wouldn't even believe it because it's so incredible. Um, but the Lord really does prepare a way for us to do the things which he commands us to do. And we have to find that way. We can't be passive uh, onlookers, right? We, we, we have to find a way. And that's an action verb, right? To go and actually set some goals, to go out there. For missionaries, you gotta knock doors. You gotta call people. Um, referrals. Yeah, you, you gotta follow up with referrals and ask for referrals at your job. You've got to do the work, right? All of these things that that are applied in the scriptures. <coughs> Sorry. All these things that are applied in the scriptures, when we apply them to ourselves, it's one and the same. We've we've got to do the work, um, having faith that Heavenly Father and will we'll provide a way for us. I just want to add on a little spin. I have this linked in my notes, and you guys can think about this for next week. But it's 1 Corinthians 
And it says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man, but God is faithful. This is part. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. So the same thing, I mean, this is the same wording from the Bible. I mean, this is how we see the Bible and the Book of Mormon work together here, okay? But the same wording that you make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. Same thing here. I'm going to give you a commandment, and I'm going to make a way for you to be able to accomplish it. This is what taught me that Heavenly Father will make a way for me not to be able to work on the Sabbath day. Because if he commands me to do something, I'm going to be able to do it. And I just have to find the way, like Kevin was saying. But I'm just saying, I just want to throw that out there for next week because we could go on and on about this. And we'll probably talk about it more after yeah. the podcast. And, and luckily, we've got <laughs> unlimited number of podcasts. That's why it's really cool that we're going through this slowly and deliberately. And um, we don't have a, a set agenda for each episode but you know loose a loose outline uh, i really hope that you've the listener have begun to appreciate our thoughts and and i hope that you're applying the scriptures to your life i hope that your testimony and faith in jesus christ is being strengthened, strengthened and growing because of the book of mormon because that's the whole reason that the Book of Mormon was written, preserved, translated, and is now distributed to the whole world. Um, I love the Book of Mormon. I love the Lord. And I know that the Book of Mormon is truly the Word of God. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I just want to second everything that my husband said. He is really a visionary man and I love him and we'll be back next week to talk about uh, verse 7 and if you guys I mean if you're listening to this and you want to hear something us talk about it let us know because we'll do it so we hope you have a great wonderful week and keep reading the Book of Mormon y'all we hope you're enjoying the Christ-Centered Conversations podcast featuring the Book of Mormon. If you have any suggestions for the show, please message us on Facebook at Kevin or Shelby Stanfill. We also invite you to visit churchofjesuschrist.org for more information on the Book of Mormon and the restored gospel of Jesus Christ.